Hey Rodney, did you know Slack's been a part of the Ready for as long as I have? You mean like back in the Bryant Park days? You know it. Even when there were only a couple of us working out of a cafe in Midtown, Slack is where we came together to tackle the future of work. Over eight years later, we're fully decentralized across eight time zones, and we still do it all with Slack. That's right, because it's the AI-powered platform for growing your business, keeping your teams connected, and making work legitimately simpler. Now you can get up to speed on a new project with one-click summaries or find exactly what you need, when you need it, with an AI-supercharged search function. It makes your day-to-day easier and gives you the freedom to focus on what really matters, your future. Grow your business without the grind in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. On this special episode of Brave New Work, we are calling on all of our listeners to help us find a unicorn. That's right, friends, nerds, listeners, fans of the ready. This is an Audible job post, and we need your help. Historically at The Ready, all of our clients have come to us from word of mouth, the book, the podcast, referrals, but we've never really been intentional about our own growth. And what that means is being considerate about who we want to work with, how fast we want to scale, and how we cultivate a community to achieve our purpose in the world. That's why at this moment, we are looking for someone to join us and to steward our approach to sales and growth. So Aaron, when you think about this unicorn, why this role? Why now? Well, I think it's something that we've pushed off for a while. In in my case, I've always been a little bit allergic to approaching sales or growth from a very mechanical or transactional perspective. And often when you get into that corner of the world and that profession, things can get a little bit fake. And I've always appreciated that the people doing the work are also the people selling the work. But we've achieved this point in our scale now where we need specialization. And frankly, we just need focus. We need someone who is waking up in the morning and thinking about how do we express this purpose across a larger group of people? Who's next? Who's coming after that? Where else can we be playing and bringing this purpose to life? And so we've, it's, it's sort of a moment where what has happened with our Jedi work, with Sharon, with training, with Ali, with writing, with Sam, for me in areas like finance and the book and, and with you, Rodney, and hiring, we've been able to take a dedication and turn it into the future of the way something works at the ready. And at the moment, we are prepared to do that in the way we approach growth and sales, but we do not have the player. Yeah. And I think the other thing is now that we are at this size that we're all so busy and we all have 1700 jobs, we've gotten real (laughs) with ourselves about what we are drawn to naturally. We suspect that there are people who get up in the morning thinking about this stuff and wanting to transform the way that sales works in the world. And, and if we're being real, like that's not us and we are ready to hand the reins to that person. That's right. I I enjoy having a community. Cultivating that community is not a natural gift. It's not totally our bag. So what's the job? What are we looking for? Well, I think at the end of the day, we're looking for someone who is able to look at the broader market with us, all the potential clients and opportunities that are presented to an organization like The Ready, and think about what moves do we need to make to unlock that stuff. So you and I have talked many times about you know, we could be doing more with M&A, we could be doing more with private equity, with venture capital, we could be doing more in certain industries or verticals where we see massive opportunities, and they're just not bringing it to life. 
But the time it takes to then go nurture and cultivate and communicate to those markets, build services and ways of going to market that actually line up, that's the thing that we haven't had the time and intentionality for. So I think the job is a mix of, frankly, building and and managing the pipeline of opportunities that already come in naturally, and then looking at all the tools that we have at our disposal, all the networks, communities, and, and assets, frankly, and figuring out how to then grow that intentionally. What would you add to that? Yeah, the market-facing piece of it feels just right. And and the one thing for me to just emphasize is we really want someone who feels compelled to design the OS of growth at the ready. So this Mm. isn't just someone who's going to go make a bunch of phone calls. This is someone who wants to have disciplined routines and ways of working that create the kind of energy and connection and loops in the world that allow us to do our best work and allow us to help clients do their best work. That's right. Yeah. It's not going to be about growth and sales as usual. It's going to be about reinventing the way those things work. So with all that said, can you talk a little bit about how this fits with what we're already doing? Because obviously this is a business with six years of history and hundreds of clients and we've figured it out so far. Yeah. So we started our sort of spelunking into real growth activity this year. And what we've come to realize as we've done more role mix work and more understanding of who naturally plays in what spaces is Aaron is very good at and energized by and drawn toward a lot of public facing work, a lot of speaking, a lot of writing, a lot of appearing, et cetera. I do some of that, but it's not so much my bag. The place that I play really well is really contracting with clients. And what I mean by that is not getting deals papered, but helping prospects filter themselves in or out based on giving them a realistic picture of how this work is going to go. So I'm good at getting a project set up as it's being sold so that it can be successful regardless of who's handling it. And then within our system, we have several people who are really amazing at being inside of clients and seeing adjacent possibilities, forging great relationships to deepen or broaden work in those spaces. But those are sort of the domains that are really covered. The spaces that we're missing are the ones we've talked about, which is more real market facing and cultivation, and then more sort of mechanization and building of the growth engine on our side. Yeah. I think the the hygiene part is so important because Ugh, it's something we're I so know. so bad at it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know intuitively that it works, but it's it, unless it's your focus, it's such a hard thing to be good at. It's like diet and exercise, right? It can't be the fifth thing on the list. And what we know is that when it comes to building a community, cultivating a community, moving you know, a set of potential relationships and opportunities through a pipeline and getting them to that point where they are contracting it does rely on a certain measure of discipline and systemization and being able to think about how to use tools to do that effectively and to scale ourselves in the world. And most organizations at our scale are still pretty disorganized in that way. And I think we're really ready to get more robust and to take advantage of all the wonderful technologies and approaches that are out there to keep things moving, to keep plates spinning, to keep relationships growing, instead of relying on the haphazard and emergent and serendipitous nature of, I wonder who's going to write us this week. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about what we don't want. Because often when you're doing design, the best thing to figure out is what you don't want, because sometimes you don't know what you do want. 
So what is it that you feel like is going to be a miss for us? So number one is some like mercenary sales oriented person who doesn't give a shit about what we do. Doesn't give a shit about the mission. Just, yeah, just with some pleated khakis and a, and a gleaming smile. Yeah, no, we, we want someone who is, who, who actually cares about the essential intent of our organization and is not interested in scale at any cost is, you know, the success of this role will not be measured in some revenue target or some number of clients target. Like this is yeah. about sustainable scalability and setting projects up so that we can absolutely knock it out of the park on those projects. Not just like, you know, whale hunting and bringing in anybody <sighs> who might be interested in doing anything for any amount of money. Like that is none of that is interesting to me. It's a hard growth no. serves the purpose, but growth is not the purpose. Absolutely. Very well said. So someone who is comes from a traditional sales background and thinks that's the way, probably not going to love it here. Somebody who is been doing sales, but has no understanding of or real interest in org design or uh, systems change or, you know, the work that we do, probably also not going to be amazing at talking to people in the world about it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I said, just I, I, I'm not interested in somebody who is just transactional. I want, I want someone who cares about the ready and cares about our clients and thinks of themselves as creating serendipity and matchmaking and community and propagating more of this work in the world, not somebody who is going to measure themselves on the number of deals they close. Yeah. Yeah. It's at some level, this is still movement making. This is not punching tickets. This is not, you know, dial for dollars. So yeah, that, that makes sense to me. And I think the mix between sales capability and sales activities and the work that we do is going to be, I don't know, 70, 30, 80, 20, where, where we want someone that is good at, at finding opportunity and nurturing that opportunity, but that can speak the language that can talk about the future of work and why it matters, why it's important in a way that is compelling. I think there's a huge part of this role being successful that relies on storytelling and doing that in a way that doesn't feel rote, but actually feels really connected to their personal purpose as well. So we started the episode by talking about the fact that we're looking for a unicorn. I think we've mentioned in a few ways how that's true in terms of blending these future of work principles and and attitudes with an area of practice that is typically more traditional. But are there other skills, capabilities, attitudes, traits that you think of when you think of this individual that would also make them unicorn-like? Certainly folks who have a real ability to go from big idea to first move. Yes. And and what I mean by that is there is no shortage of opinion at the ready and opinion from clients and friends of the ready about where we should be working and where we could deliver a tremendous amount of value. And I'm looking for this <laughs> that person. List is long. To, that list is long and it is a very inspiring list. And I'm looking for someone who can say, yes, we should be playing in the M&A space. It makes so much sense. And here is a first experiment that I am going to go and find for us and then really do it. Like that to me is such an important part of what this unicorn will be able to do. Yeah. And I think it's it's doubly true in a self-managed system, which we are, where there isn't a lot of permission seeking. There aren't a lot of layers or structures that are going to get in your way. The only thing that really gets in your way is you. 
and your schedule and your ability. And so if you do see the potential to make a play like that, are you the sort of person that can then say, all right, well, I'm going to do this and then this and then this and then this. And I have enough steam and I have enough motivation and I have enough confidence to just kind of do that. Not in a vacuum, because there's a lot of cheerleading and support and advice at the ready, but without anyone saying, what's the update for this week? Without yes. anyone saying, this is what I need by when. And so the, I, I like that you brought that up first. Yeah. The only other superpower that I would highlight, and I think we'll probably discover others as we meet whoever out there is you listening guys. that is thinking, this is me, Y'all. holy shit, is, is being comfortable in lots of different situations and rooms. And what I mean by that is the best opportunities and projects and relationships often start in unexpected places. It's at an offsite, it's at a private gathering, it's at a workshop, it's at a trade conference, it's over dinner. And often it's with people that can be intimidating. They've achieved a certain level of success. They've achieved a certain level of notoriety. They may literally be famous or at the helm of famous things. And they're asking you, what can you do for me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And part of that is being able to hold the conversation and stay in the interaction and not get in your head and totally freak out, which is an experience that I definitely had earlier in my career. And part <laughs> of it is like, we always want to start the way we mean to go in this work. And that means not treating some people like they're idols or heroes are not human. You know, Mm. our clients are our partners. And a lot of consultancy say that, but we actually mean it. Like, I don't get nervous before I get on a call with my clients because they are human beings who I have a relationship with. And I am not, even though, of course, there's always some power dynamic there, it doesn't show up in the way that like my throat is tight and my palms are sweating, no matter what altitude of a Fortune 100 company I'm dealing with. And I think to be successful in this role, you have to be someone where you're not showing up with like swagger and overconfidence, but you are able to show up as like, hey, we're just two people who are talking about the issues that you're seeing. And I'm going to tell you ways that I think I might be able to help you. And if I can, I'm going to tell you that too. And that's the dynamic that we're looking for. I love that. There's a quality of being able to disarm Mm -hmm. with authenticity and warmth and humanity that is very prized here. And I think that would be abundantly true with this with this player as well. And with that said, I think it's a pretty good place to draw things to a close in this special edition episode. So if you know someone or you are someone who is ready to gallop based on what you heard, see what I did there? Galloping unicorns? Okay. Go to the <laughs> link in our show notes and give us a couple of quick details about yourself through the link there. As always, a very quick tip of the hat to Taylor Marvin for making us sound good for these few minutes. Brave New Work is produced by The Ready, where we help organizations around the world change the way they work. You can get in touch with us by emailing podcast at theready.com. And as for you, thanks for listening. Now go change something and send us your friends. 